0: The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. And so let's continue our build-up to the Rugby World Cup. And I'm delighted to have a member of the 2015 squad with us today. Still playing for Munster, but no longer involved in the Irish setup, but will be on your TV screens during the campaign. Simon Zeboth, thank you very much for taking the time to join us. How are you?
1: Very good, thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Tell us... Any bit here, though, a bit jealous and envious, given that you're still playing, you're training for Munster for the start of the new season, that you're not part of this with the Irish squad.
1: Uh, no, I, I wouldn't say jealous or anything. Um, like if I had the opportunity, maybe last year to to play a bit more, um, but it, it might have been different. But you know, health was an issue for me last year um minutes on the pitch there there was a lot of things that kind of culminated me you know not being able to put my best uh, foot forward but that's okay I kind of got used to that environment and um, being away in Paris and, and playing my rugby over there and seeing the lads uh represent our great country so I got used to it um and yeah I've got my supporters cap on and I'm hoping for an excellent tournament from our boys
0: Indeed. So, so much to ask you about. I want to talk to you the first though, about the whole thing of the World Cup in France. Given that you had a number of seasons over there before returning to Munster, what sort of pressure would you expect to be on the French team as hosts? And how well do you think are they likely to react to that?
1: Um, I, I Yeah, there will be a lot of pressure on them, that's for sure. The media, you know, have them as or see them as favorites for a number of years out of the world cup um and the pressure i don't think it'll get to them to be honest there's a lot of young players there who who play with the kind of free spirit uh freedom Um i i don't think the pressure will get to them the top 14 is the 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 tournament over in france their local tour or their uh their, their league, sorry, um, there's a lot of pressure on that. So they're well used to these high pressure environments and situations. And I don't think that that external pressure will, will affect them too much. I think it'll probably bring out the best in them, which is which is dangerous for the rest of the world.
0: But that said, France have never won a World Cup previously. When they were the hosts in 2007, they famously imploded as well. And mm-hmm. it just seems to be that little thing that stops them going as well, which I suppose we need to hope for, given that there's a strong possibility we could end up playing them in the quarterfinals.
1: Very true. Yeah. And you know, they haven't won a World Cup before, but they've they've made a couple of finals and um they have a core group of their squad who have won under 20 World Cups and um rugby championships. So they they have plenty of experience of winning and these knockout games and cup finals. So the um they will be a big threat for everybody. That's no doubt. And especially at home with their their famous atmosphere that's always at the Stade de France and throughout the South of France as well. So it'll be a big challenge for every team. And um, yeah, I'd imagine if Ireland make it to the final, they could be playing the French.
0: And indeed, the quarterfinal is a possibility as well. But anyway, mm-hmm. you mentioned freedom that they play with and we all associate the French with flair. Do you think it's this Irish team under Arndy Farrell? showing a little bit of freedom and flair that perhaps wasn't there in the past under joe schmidt
1: for sure yeah there's there's um an, an uh an exciting attacking brand of rugby it's plenty of ball in hand minimal kicking um you know wingers and fullbacks and and back three players you know expected to to get their hands on the ball as much as possible and get off their wing and and work hard and yeah, everybody seems to be, uh, It seems they seem to be on the same page and, and playing a really nice brand of rugby. It hasn't obviously clicked perfectly in the past couple of games, but that's what they're there for. To um, You want to peak at the right time, and I've no doubt that they'll be peaking in the coming weeks. And yeah, it's an exciting brand of rugby and um, exciting times ahead for Irish rugby.
0: Is there a little bit, I mean, I know I asked you about jealousy and envy earlier about the World Cup, but is there any sense of, regret almost that you weren't there for Andy Farrell coming in to replace Joe Schmidt, that he might've been more accommodating of your style of play than Joe Schmidt was.
1: Um, I like I, I love Andy as a coach. I love him as a person. Um, and I would have loved to have probably had him as a coach at a earlier stage of my career, potentially, but, um, just because, you know, obviously we see how how good he is as a head coach and the nice style of rugby would definitely suit me. Um, So, yeah, um, like I wouldn't regret going to France or, you know, um, my lack of health last year. These are things kind of one in my control, which I was happy to do so. But the second, uh, the latter, um, you know, is out of my control. So uh, timing is everything and I haven't had a lot of time with Andy as coach, so um, that's not a regret. It's probably a disappointment, I suppose, but uh, I wouldn't regret anything, yeah.
0: Going back to the 2015 Rugby World Cup, what do you think from that will Ireland use to their benefit in this World Cup? What, you know, they the phrase learnings will have been taken from that and what happened as well in 2019?
1: Um, I, I'd say maybe just the... Imp- like the difference in level probably from group matches to quarterfinals, like we had France in the twenty fifteen group, um, which was a huge game, probably took a toll a little bit. Um the group games potentially taking a toll, I don't know, mentally maybe.
0: Yeah, sorry, just on that, because everyone goes on about what happened beating France brilliantly twenty-four-nine in the pool game to win the group, and then playing Argentina the following week down five quality players and everyone blaming the absence of those players and not having the replacements in depth. But could it be also that, you know, it's very difficult once you hit an emotional high of winning a big game to come and do it again the following week. The reason I ask is because even this week, English players have been saying that beating New Zealand so brilliantly in the semi-final in 2019 did not prepare them adequately for then the emotion of going into the final the following week where they got thumped by the South Africans.
1: Yeah, um, I still think England would have gotten thumped regardless. So I'd, it's interesting to hear their thoughts on that. But um, Sorry, why I, do you think, think that?
0: Because England were brilliant against New Zealand in the semi-final in 2019.
1: Yeah, I just think South Africa are better. I think they're that bit better still now and back then as well. Um, you know, England can play a physical game, but when you try and do that against South Africa, you lose every time. Um I know Razzy Rasmus really well as a coach, how good he is, how he motivates his players for big games, and having the, the squad depth that he has with the South African based players is you know frightening. Um so you always knew he was going to do big things with South Africa from an Irish point of view. Um this squad has a lot of depth and would have gotten more minutes, I think, um so called squad players have been in pivotal roles playing key parts in tournaments six nations and you know summer series victories and they've just proven that if one player is injured or unavailable that the next two slots in is a seamless transition and um that's testament to all the provinces and the coaching staff and the players obviously but yeah i think there's not a drop off as there may have been in the past so our squad depth will no doubt get tested along as long as uh, along with everybody else's but I think we have uh, a bit more depth there to to be able to handle it and get to a final.
0: But Simon, that's an interesting point you bring up about the difference between a pool game and a quarterfinal because we have two very tough pool games in particular against two teams in the top five in the world. The defending champions, South Africa, in our third game. And then in a the fourth game, which might be crucial to us against Scotland, and then, if we were to get through that, we have to step up again for a quarterfinal against either France or New Zealand. That's a lot of demands, a lot of sort of stepping up levels. But how confident would you be that we are now prepared for that in a way the previous groups wouldn't have been?
1: Yeah, I think we. I think we're definitely prepared for that. I think. Um, I think. I think every every country, every team will 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 feel the, you know the the rigors of how tough this tournament is come quarter final time so i i don't think there'll be one team suffering more so than any others um so it'll be an even playing field but i just feel the way ireland are playing and the certainty around everybody understanding how they want to play should lead to excellent things i don't think there's um yeah a team potentially as cohesive you know in in the attacking way we play And so, yeah, I think it's very exciting. Obviously, anything could happen. You know, you could potentially go out at the group stage with teams like Scotland and South Africa. But I think um, we've proven that we have both. Well, we're definitely we have Scotland's number and South Africa is going to be a huge test. Yeah, because you
0: mentioned, I, the fact, Razi Erasmus, who you know so well from your time at Munster and Jacques Nibar as well. And also then you have two Munster second rows as well and Snyman and Klein in the South African squad. If you said the English couldn't beat them, wouldn't beat them because they tried to beat them up, how would Ireland actually do it? Because we're not going to be in a position to beat them up either, are we?
1: Um, I, I probably wouldn't say beat them up. Um, but I think... Ireland's way of playing counteracts the South African style you know it's all about high speed tempo you know pace on the game playing an attacking style which stresses these big huge South Africans moving them around the pitch and holding on to the ball being the key thing won't we never seem to kick away aimlessly and just get field position for the sake of it it's all about using your weapons and and Ireland traditionally have a fit athletic pack and um, a bit of magic and all led around by one of the best generals in the world and Johnny Sexton. So that style of play would be more suited to to beating in South Africa than I would imagine England and especially what we've seen of England of late. So, um, so yeah, how confident
0: think, are you? You always come across on the pitch as a player, as a very confident type of guy. How confident would you be about the prospects for this Irish team in the World Cup?
1: I, I, I think the sky's the limit. I think they can go all the way to the final and win it um you know i think i think we're in great shape our form over the past two seasons has been excellent and we have as i said incredible squad depth so it we have all the ingredients to certainly make a final our performances in the the pre-season tests weren't as cohesive as we are used to seeing from ireland but that's what those games are for you're bringing all the players back together getting them pre-season get running into their legs the performances will come i've no doubt um a bit of rust a couple of games before the first official world cup game isn't a bad thing it puts it heightens the uh, senses and um refocuses you a bit and and that's just what they needed and It's uh, very, very promising for Irish rugby now leading into this World Cup.
0: Isn't it just? Simon Zeebo, thank you for being with us uh, from Munster, former Ireland International. And Simon is one of a number of Irish rugby stars who's teamed up with Heineken to turn pubs green for the big games this month in the Rugby World Cup. And we will continue our build-up in tomorrow night's Last Word on Sport. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here.